Welcome to the Marketing for Learning podcast. This is the only place in the world, probably, where you can learn everything that you need to know about applying marketing practices and thinking to the world of learning. So to quote my favorite piece of e-learning, let's get started. It's funny, right? Because no one has a favorite piece of e-learning. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Marketing for Learning podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about learner personas and how identifying your learner personas can really make a huge impact to your marketing for learning efforts. So first things first, what is a learner persona? If you've listened to any of our podcasts, you would have heard the phrase before. And it's one that we've completely stolen from our friends in marketing. In marketing, we have a thing called buyer personas. And that is a fictional representation of your ideal client. So unsurprisingly, a learner persona is a fictional representation of your ideal learner. But in learning, we need to target all of our learners. We can't just pick our ideal ones. Otherwise, not everybody will be learning, will they? So what we need to do is we need to break our learner cohort up into buckets, into groups, and create a persona around each of those groups. Learner personas really help us answer the question that we've mentioned in, I believe, every single one of these podcasts, what's in it for me? And remember, the me in the what's in it for me question is your learner. Your learner doesn't care what you think. Your learner doesn't care about the business goals or anything like that. They want to know what they are going to get out of taking your learning intervention. So when you're answering the what's in it for me, put yourself in your learner's shoes. And to do that, you can put yourself in a persona's shoes. So most organizations I've worked with have between two and four learner personas. And then norm- they've normally got around, you know, a thousand, maybe to 5,000 learners. But no matter your cohort size, I think that's quite a good number, two to four. Because if you think of four of your colleagues or yourself and three of your colleagues, I'm sure you can tell me a million and one differences between you and each of those people. And the same goes for your learners. So what resonates with one learner may be completely overlooked by another and vice versa. So when we have our personas created, we can tailor the communications, we can tailor the communication methods and how we talk to our learners to each of the personas. And then we're likely to get more of an impact. So that's all well and good, knowing in theory that by having a persona, we can tailor our communications to them and answer the what's in it for me question better. But how do we actually create learner personas? So a lot of it is based on data you've already got. So perhaps you know that some of your learners are completely unengaged. They've never logged into your learning platform or they've never signed up for a training course. That might be a data point for our learner personas. Perhaps you know that 50% that's probably a bit too high. 20% of your learners are leaders. Maybe that's another data point that we want to use for our learner personas. But aside from our data, which in learning is limited, we need to make some assumptions. And I know assumptions make an asset of you and me and all that jazz, but we need to make some assumptions. So your assumption might be that somebody that's managing a team of 15 people might be quite time poor. Or maybe somebody who has never logged into the learning platform, but is a really high achiever, 
maybe they just don't know it exists. And they're the kind of assumptions you need to make. Of course, over time, these assumptions will vary. And the more you do marketing for learning, the more data you'll get and the more solid your personas will become. But when you're creating your personas in the first instance, don't be afraid to use assumptions. We need to. It's the only way we can start moving forward in the right direction. So now we know that we can pull upon our data that we've already got. So from our learning platform, really, and perhaps from maybe our HR systems and things like that. And we're going to make some assumptions about these people. What other kind of identifying factors do we need to look at to create our learner personas? Well, firstly, you want to look at the demographics. So in most learning instances, it's going to be their job title, maybe their level of seniority, maybe their team size, their business function. Hey, in today's day and age, it could be their working environment. Are they back in the office or are they still working at home? Are they hybrid? Some days they're in the office, some days they're at home. It's those kind of things that will then influence how we talk to our learners. So alongside the demographics, we also want to know the geographic influences on their lives. And perhaps that doesn't so much mean they're based in this country, because the way we work in today's day and age with email, Zoom, Teams, all these other platforms, they've completely removed the borders of the workforce, haven't they? I could work as well with somebody based in Italy as I can with somebody based in the UK. There's no problem there. But what there will be is cultural differences. So what absolutely washes in the UK might not wash in another country. So you need to know these cultural nuances on your learn, uh, between your learners and you need to identify them in your learner personas. You also want to look at the psychographics of your learners. What makes them tick? And a lot of assumptions will come out here, but that's okay. That's how we're moving forward. That's how we're going to get started on our marketing for learning journey. So we want to hear, look about values. What do they actually value in their lives? Do they care about career growth? If your whole learning messaging is around career growth and you're talking to somebody that literally comes to work, works nine to five, clocks off and is more interested in being a family member once they get home, well, then a message about career growth isn't going to work for that learner persona. So you want to know their values, uh, their pain points, things that frustrate them at work, their emotional drivers. Are they intrinsically motivated or extrinsically motivated? What's going to get this person going? Perhaps you also want to know their time available. Do they have time to learn? If they don't, you're going to have to really change that message to get them to want to learn. And you also want to think about their behavioural differences, their preferences, who they are as a person. So even between Ashley and I, the whole two members of the mass marketing family, there are so many differences between our behaviours. We might also want to know how they work. Are they predominantly on the move? Are they always at their desks? Do they open um, their emails on desktop or mobile? Do they access the learning platform on desktop or mobile? Do they even care about learning? And that's a really tough pill for a lot of L&D professionals to swallow. Some of your learners do not care. They come to work, as I've already mentioned, they do a nine to five and they walk out. They don't care about the business growth 
the business objectives, the business mandate, any of that jazz. What they care about is getting paid at the end of the month. But as a business, it's still really important to engage with that person. So having that person who doesn't care as a persona and considering all of their demographic data, their geographical data, their psychographic data, you can then create a persona out of that person and you can answer the what's in it for me question for them. So if they don't care about their work and their day job and they just want to get paid at the end of the month, how about we make their life a bit easier? That could be our what's in it for me for joining the learning program. There are a multitude of examples I could give you about learner personas, but your learner personas are going to be entirely unique to you and your organization. There is never going to be a a time that you can pinch or borrow or steal a learner persona profile from another organization because the data points you've got, the assumptions you've made, the demographic details, the behaviors, the emotional drivers, the pain points of your learners are going to be unique to your learners and your organizational culture and how you operate as a business. So you need to sit down and you need to think about the kind of grumbles you hear from your learners. I know often we think, oh, I wish the learners would stop moaning about having to do a learning program, but actually listen to why they're moaning. I spoke to a client who has a problem with their blended learning programs, people are turning up for the first one and then not turning up thereafter. And even when they chase them and say, oh, are you coming? Oh, no, I'm too busy. Well, then that's a pain point for your persona. And sometimes you might find it hard or you might think it's hard rather to bucket your whole learner cohort into these two, three or four personas. And okay, you might be thinking of a specific colleague and think, well, they don't quite fit into this persona or that persona. Well, pick the one that you think that they most represent. These aren't going to be absolutely perfect illustrations of every single person that you count as that persona. What they are going to be is a representation of their emotional drivers, their pain points, and also they will allow you to answer the what's in it for me more accurately for each of those personas. And once we've done this hard work and we've created these personas, we've answered the what's in it for me, well, then we can tailor all of the communications. We can trigger them emotions. We can look at the four Ps and bring it all together to make a marketing for learning campaign that really makes an impact. Sometimes I have had pushbacks from a few people saying, oh, this is a lot of work. We know our learners. And as soon as you start digging in, they realize they don't know their learners. They do need to make some assumptions. They do need to pull on that data that they've already got. So if you're looking to start your marketing for learning journey and you don't know where to start, I'd suggest starting with creating yourself some learner personas. Think about the grumbles you hear. Think about the praise you hear. Think about why people interact with your learning and also why they don't. And then brainstorm ideas around that. If you keep having people say they don't have the time, maybe there's a huge time pressure at your office. Maybe they've got a huge team in the business to look after and they don't have time to give it to you. This is all the data that comes into your learner personas. And then give that person a name. 
even put a picture on it. I always include pictures with my learner personas because then you start visualizing this person. And then when you're talking to this person, you feel like you're really talking to the person and create something that's going to be memorable for you and your team to work towards. And every time you create any piece of communication regarding your learning, think of a persona and tailor it to them. So I hope you found this podcast useful. And if you do want any more information on learner personas, please get in touch with either myself or Ashley. We're always happy to talk about all things marketing for learning. And if you have any other suggestions of podcasts you'd like to listen to, please drop us an email or a LinkedIn message. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, we are a new podcast. So if you subscribe or like the podcast, we'd really, really appreciate it. See you on the next one, guys. Mm-hmm.